Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. Father, we thank you for tonight. Thank We have the opportunity to hear your word. I submit myself to you. Speak through me, Holy Spirit. What your people need, Father, I pray that you speak that to your people and you speak that to me. And I thank you that your word will come in power, will come with ease and transform our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. The lifestyle of praise. Amen. Psalm 34. It says that I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Amen. My emphasis is on I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Amen. We want to see how best to make sure that we are not just doing only warfare or we are not just doing thanksgiving, but it actually becomes a lifestyle. Because what I realize is life is in ups and downs. I'm sure if you have gone above at least by 15, you would have realized that in life there are a few ups and there are a few downs. And then there are a lot of normal, isn't it? Day to day is like the grind. You wake up, go to work, do your stuff, come back home. No, life is going on. It's taking on, isn't it? And there you have, you know, believe God. God comes through for you. You have a few ups exciting times praising God thanking him giving testimonies of all the things he's done and then a few rough times sometimes the waters must be shaking a bit you know just to see how murky is you have to you know roughen it a bit stir it up a bit just to see what is underneath what is lying there so life every now and then there'll be a bit of staring it is necessary most Christians don't like that you think I was like why God where are you what are you doing you know you're sitting up there you're not looking at me What's going on? All of that. Pastor spoke about murmuring. It's just no good. It says God doesn't like that. But anyway, we still have some downs. Those downs are there to prepare us for the next level, to strengthen us, to deepen our faith in God. It's actually an opportunity to express your faith and work your faith and also to learn a bit of patience in working with God. Very necessary. So when you're having your apps, you are just so excited and seeing God's hand at work. And the, the natural thing as a Christian is to praise God. You hear the testimony, you hear the news, you see the letter come through, you see a report and you are just excited. God, I thank you. So praise as a Christian when we've received testimonies or God has done something great. It's just spontaneous. It's just your automatic reaction. It will be very strange for a Christian because even unbelievers do that. Sometimes they don't even realize that they say, oh, wow, thank God. They just say that and, you know, maybe they were brought up in church at a young age or, or just part of their language, people they associate with and all that. It's just part of their language. But they express some excitement and some joy and some thanksgiving to God. We all do when some great things happen. And we've been taught that when you're going through some rough times, just engage the warfare praise. You know, so you're praising God, but you have something in, in, in sight that you're praising God about. Even though the situation looks gloom, you are still blessing God thanking him, dancing, doing some, some strange things, excited, and you think, she all right. She knows what she's doing. He knows what he's doing. He's praising God in a time of difficulty, and those are the praise warfare that we've been taught recently. I hope some of us are engaging it. Would, it would be a shame. It would be wrong, and it would be wrong. It will, you would have done your destiny great injustice if you don't take this and use it as a weapon at any given time. 
because it's it is it is sure it delivers it delivers more than some other things that we've been engaging in the past because how can you be down and still go God and say God I just thank you I just love you even if your child you because sometimes you know sorry but it happens but straight away even if you still want to be staying just to you know discipline the child or teach the lesson so you have moved from a state of being upset with a child but if you if you you have the opportunity to analyze calm down a bit and just communicate the discipline you're trying to com- you're trying to give but you won't be upset you won't be horrible you won't be that harsh with the child just because they said but i love you even we human beings with faults and flaws when somebody tells us that they love you 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 get a bit broken no matter how hard you are there's an adage that even if you're hard you're not harder than a stone you know so when you receive some love you it breaks you down in a certain way how much more god how much more god so it's, 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 it's just the right thing to do, in, even in when things are not so good. But today, our emphasis is about the 70%, 75% of life, when things are just normal, when things are just normal. How do we continually, I will bless the Lord at all times, up times, down times, and normal times. Because if you testify with me, when things are just rolling normally, most of us will wake up, I think, just gauging the spiritual atmosphere. So we want to develop a lifestyle of praise where it's not just about the ups, it's not just about the downs, which will just account for about 25 to 30% of our lives. How do we make sure that the 70 to 75% of the time of our lives, we are engaging praise? We are making sure that God is getting his due because I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise will continually, not sporadically, will continually be in my mouth. So it is necessary that it's not just this month of praise that we are geared up in praising God. We've learned something new and maybe the following month it begins to wean down gradually and then three months down the line, we are in a new revelation. Maybe the revelation of something else has come and we are busily engaging it. No, but the things God teaches, they are supposed to be kept. The father of all, that's, the fathers of all, that's what they did. They kept the revelations God gave them and they passed it on. That is why we are, we, we are these things, the Bible says that, and trust unto faithful men who are able to teach others, pass it on. But if it's not your reality, you soon forget. You soon forget and leave it aside and look for the new, next, next new thing that would work wonders for you. It shouldn't be like that. It should be adding on, line upon line, precept upon precept. Not take one block, put it aside. This block delivered this A, put it there, find the next block to build on and put it aside. No, if you build like that, you will never finish building. Because if you pick one block and put it down and say the next block... Okay, now that the next block has come, I'll take this one off and put the new block there. You will never finish your building. Never. But it should be built on. We should build on. From one revelation to another, we should build on. So praise should always be in our mouths. I should bless the Lord at all times. And his praise should continually be in my mouth. Say to yourself, I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise will continually be in my mouth. Amen. Let's look at Psalm 69 verse 30. Psalm 69 verse 30. It says that I will praise the name of the Lord with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. There are many I wills. 
I will bless, I will praise, I will magnify, I will extol. If you go through the Psalms, many of them, this is one, one example. I will. The psalmist said, I will bless, I will praise. So it is a decision. It is a decision. To praise God is a decision. So when I spoke about in my introduction that in the ups and in the downs, those are reactions, reactions. But how many of us know that in life, when you're waiting for reactions, many things will happen. Many, many, many things will happen. A lot of us are relaxed, believing God for some major breakthroughs. But many, many of those breakthroughs will never happen. And it's not God's fault. He always planned it for you. The same way in praise. If you're waiting for something to happen before you can praise God, your praise will be very, very low. Very low. And when you get to heaven, you realize that the tank was supposed to be here and it's somewhere here. Because you were waiting to be either up or to be down before you can engage praise. But it should be a normal part of our lives. I will, I will, I will is a decision. I will, I will. I'm not waiting on my emotions to feel happy, to feel excited before I I praise God. It's a normal thing when you're excited to praise God as a Christian. But I will bless the Lord. I will praise God. Hallelujah. So it has to be your own personal decision, your own personal commitment to God that as a Christian, at any given opportunity, it was interesting. I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless the Lord at seven times. I will bless the Lord more than seven times. Any given opportunity, when we remind us, we must bless the Lord. Hallelujah. It is a decision. A Christian cannot afford not to praise God. You can't afford not to praise God. Even when your prayer life is low, your praise life must never be low. It must never be low. When you don't know, you don't have anything to say to God, how can you, not, how can you stop blessing him? Sometimes some of us, we think we don't have anything to pray about. And it can, be, it can be normal, especially when you are of a certain age and mom and dad take care of you and you come for three-hour prayers. And you see these old men with gray hair, doing their fight, their karate. And you think, what is it that we have to pray for three hours, four hours? You think, I've said everything, especially if you don't speak in tongues. Most people say, I've said everything. Five minutes, done. God, I need A, I need B, I need C, I need D. Why are these people still going? What is it are they asking from God? But you grow and you see. Or you encounter a few things and you will see. But even when God has blessed you and has brought you to your wealthy place, and you think, God, I don't even want to ask anything. You've done more than enough. There's always an opportunity to praise God. There's always a reason to praise him. It's not just about the things he's done, but also for who he is. For just who he is. There's more than enough things to talk about, to praise God about. Just for who he is. Just for the fact that we are called. That can get you praise for the rest of your life. Just for the fact that you, me, I am called is enough. To praise God. So we always have a reason to praise God. A Christian cannot afford not to praise God. Because what you're doing is repelling him. You're murmuring, you're indifferent. You know, sometimes you're not murmuring, but you're indifferent. You are disengaged. You don't have a heart connection. Life, you are just taking the Christian life. Come, go, do this, do that, do that. You're just taking the box. And there's no heart connection. It's not safe for you. It's not safe. It's not if you're actually disengaged. His mercy covers you. His protection covers you. But you don't get the best of God. You don't get the best of God. Most parents will tell you they don't love one child more than the other. But one is more endeared to the child than many others. One is more endeared to the parent. 
because of the way they do their things. Because of the way they can sneak in and start rubbing your head and making, braiding your hair and talking about things that interest you. They just get you going. All of a sudden you are talking, pouring your heart. Da, 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 da. Why? Because they have found a way of expressing love to you. And that is how we, we have to be towards God. If you are not praising God, you are disengaged. You could be praying, but you are still disengaged because your heart connection is gone. If you love somebody, it will show you how you talk to him, how you express yourself towards that person, him or her, if you love. The same way is with God, the same way. So in, in a home, a couple could be there and they'll be doing, have you done this? Yes, no. Um, did you go here? Did you do that? Did you pick the thing? Life is going on normal, but you know that love has gone down, 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 down. It's beginning to dwindle. It's beginning to, because... You're not being endeared towards each other. So it's, 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 their communication is relegated to the necessary things they have to talk about. And married people, they know. The one is like that. They just know. That, hmm, trouble, they come home. <laughs> the thing is, not as it should be, but we're enduring. And most of us are enduring our relationship with God. You're just enduring. You know you have nowhere else to go. This Christian life you've come into, you can't go out because it's worse out there. So you have to stay. <laughs> the devil go bite you. <laughs> Most of us, and then what God will do for you. Because of that, we've kept quiet and we are staying. Because you don't get it anyway. So you decided to, you've decided to stay. But that's the wrong. You're wasting your time. You are wasting your time. Rather, engage a heartfelt relationship with God. And that would be the beginning of great things. It will turn things around. Amen. So how do we make sure that we have continuous praise? How do we ensure that our praise is continual? The first thing... The necessary part of it is to develop and guard our joy. Develop and guard your joy. Develop and guard your joy. You think, how do I develop joy? Joy is supposed to just come. No. Joy doesn't just come. That is happiness. When you hear glad tidings, you are happy. That is happiness. Joy is something more than that. Joy can be generated and it can be guarded. Happiness is left to for, for the happenings of life. Happiness is based on the happenings. So most of us are looking for happiness rather than generate, develop, and guard your joy. Because for your joy, your joy is not about what is happening. It's not about what is happening. Let's look at Psalm 43, verse 3. Verse 4, Psalm 43, verse 4. Some of us, what we are going to read will not be enough for you. But that is what God is saying. Psalm 43, verse 4 says, Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy. And on the harp, I will praise you, O God, my God. The emphasis is to God, my exceeding joy. So as a Christian, God is your joy. Not all the things that are happening, what he has done and what he hasn't done, or what he is yet to do. God himself is your joy. So the fact that you are a Christian, joy exists. You have joy because you have God. That's why I said some of you, this won't be enough. You were thinking that it should be something more. Maybe this and that and all the promises that would come to pass by force, by crook, by means, whatever. You thought that would be your joy. No. God himself, he, the psalmist said, he is my exceeding joy. Joy overflow. Abundant joy. Just because I have God. That's it. That's it. So there's, even there's, if there's nothing happening, you should be joyful. You should. You should be joyful because you have God. That's, that's it. God is my exceeding joy. Isaiah 61 verse 10. It says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. He is rejoicing in God. My soul shall be joyful in my God. My soul is joyful, not anywhere else, but in God. I rejoice 
not for any other reason, but I rejoice greatly in the Lord. And my soul is joyful in my God. So you, you realize that in the, that is why the saints of old and many of us in our day today, we can go through tough times and, be, and still be smiling. It's not because of anything, but it's because God is more than enough. Just him alone is more than enough. He is our joy. Let him be your joy, no situations. Make a determination that God, as, as long as I have you, contentment. I am content. My life is sorted. Not will be sorted. My life is sorted because I have God. I am all right. I am good. It is well with me because I have God. I have exceeding joy. Abundant joy. I am leaping and dancing. I'm jumping and singing. Not for any other reason but because I have God. That's it. Because at the end of the day, all the things we are working hard for, we will be leaving them. And spend time with this God. Spend eternity with him. If he is not sufficient for you, I don't know what else will be. I, honestly, I don't know what else will be. If God is not sufficient, then nothing else will satisfy you. That is why a lot of us today, because we have not settled with this issue. God, you are my exceeding joy. Because we are not settled with that, nothing else settles us. Nothing else settles us. If it's not, with, um, I'm looking for a good uni to particular cause. You're so restless, you get it. Okay. I go into uni, you know, doing well, doing well, doing well. Okay. I want a first. I'm so restless. I have to, have to, have to. Okay. God gives you a first, but that's not enough. So we have to get a job. So you're looking for a job. It has to be this particular job with this particular salary. I'm not saying any of us should be content at any level. No, I don't believe in that. Person, I'm not even like that. It's like, it's, why? Why still on one level? For how? It's just a waste of destiny for you to remain at one level for No, 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 no. Don't. It's evil. It's not a blessing. <laughs> it's not a blessing. That's not what God has for you. So that's not what I'm, I'm, I'm advocating. But if you can't rest in God and God himself be your exceeding joy, every level, once you get there, you realize that that is not enough. That is not enough. Most of us, when you didn't have 100 pounds, you said, oh, okay, I'll start saving once I get it. You get it. Look at your account. Oh, I'm going overdrawn. I'm not overdrawn anymore. So today, now I stay in black alone. Then you start thinking, I need to save. You go into your account and say, oh, wow, it's like a window. It would be nice if it was like some gold bars. You open your gold bars, you smile and say, oh, thank you, Jesus. But the next time you hear, oh, you had two gold bars. You thought you'd broken through. Hey, me, I have two gold bars. God has blessed me. Then you hear your neighbor actually has 10 gold bars. Aye. Then your worry starts. You are not happy anymore at all. Because now you have to get 11 or 10 and a half gold bars. Because your neighbor has got 10 now. All of a sudden, all the joy gone. Because you are busily in competition with somebody else. If God is not enough for you, settle this and settle it now. If God is not enough for me, nothing else. That is why the world out there, they are pursuing everything by any means possible. Because they don't have God. But if Christians will revert to that, then it's very sad. We've lost the main thing. We've lost sight of what is important. God is our exceeding joy. Hallelujah. Amen. An interesting thing I came across is when, when the men, a man from the east... They are normally called three wise men. But the Bible doesn't say three. So it just says men from the east. It's just because it's gold, mare, and frankincense. It's assumed that they were three. So one will come with gold. Another cow will come with mare. Another will come. No, no, no. It just said men from the east. So that's just something on the side. But Matthew chapter 2 verse 10 said, When they saw the star, 
It was with great weaving singing, with exceeding joy when they saw the star. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. When they saw the star, the sign that the Savior has been born, a baby in a manger. Men traveled from the east far. When they, they came, they traveled far. As they saw the star, they rejoiced. I can imagine all oh, their, you know, they're seen in turbans and all of that. Exceeding great, no formula, joy. You wonder, grown men who have studied to realize that a savior will be born at this time. When just the star, just the star was enough. Just the promise was enough. Just the word was enough for them to rejoice with exceeding great joy. We have the Savior with us. He's no more a baby. He's no more walking here on earth. He's no more on the cross. But seated on, at the right hand of the Father Almighty. And we can have joy. You're doing yourself great injustice. Because yeah. the battle is done. They, at that time, Jesus had, was just a baby. He hadn't performed one miracle. No one. He hadn't. He was a baby. But when they saw just the star, they rejoiced because they knew that the Savior has been born. The change has finally come. Transformation is finally here. Redemption is now here. Justification is now here. From justification, we'll be going to glorification. It is happening now, live and colored. They rejoiced. Some of them may not even have grown to see the Savior come into maturity and do all that he would do. But they rejoiced knowing. They rejoiced knowing that the change has come. You are experiencing the change now. And you are sad. You've got issues. Deal with it. No, I mean it. More, too many Christians are too sad. Too many Christians are too sad and too down because of material things. Because of things that A has not gone well or B hasn't gone well. And we can be sad for days and weeks. Upset with God. Deny ourselves of joy. True joy. Walking with God. Having a relationship with him. We deny ourselves. Walk with the head, with our head bowed down. Thou, O Lord, at my shield, my glory, and the lifter up of my head. What else do you want? What else would he give you? God's all has been given. His very best has been given. That's not enough for some of us. Nothing else will be enough. You go through your 80 years, your 90 years, your 110, whatever you're believing God for. Sad. Sad. Your head bow. Grumpy. Down. Why? Develop joy. Let your joy be in God and for, for who he is and the fact that he's called you. And guard it, guard it, guard it, guard it. Because issues will come and they come all the time. They come when you least expect. They will come, they will just hit you. Boom. What are you going to do? You don't have, you can't say don't come. Because it doesn't even give you an appointment. It's that rude. The issues of life, they are that rude. They don't care. They just come, have arrived. Move, they take a seat. So you have to make a, you have to set yourself that God is my exceeding joy. Just said, settle that. Settle that. Because or else life, the taste of life won't be sweet in your mouth. But that's it. That's it. That's how God made it. And that's how it's going to be. Exactly. So how do we generate joy? Ephesians chapter 5 verse 19. I think my Ephesians 5 19. Pastor quoted the scripture. It would be good just to read it so that we remind ourselves when you don't feel like it. You know what to do, what to do to ensure that speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. You can speak to yourself too in psalms. So when you wake up, you don't feel like it. I will bless the Lord at all times. 
His praise shall continually be my mouth. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In spite of what I'm going through, oh, it's a privilege for God to be my shepherd. Lord, you are my shepherd. Hey, great God, you are my shepherd. It is an honor. I bow before you because as a shepherd, you are called the good shepherd. Oh, I give us me to lay beside the still waters. Still waters. Lord, I thank you that my waters are still. In spite of what I'm seeing, my waters, they are still in the name of Jesus. You set a table before me. Oh, thank you, Lord. Who am I for you to set a table before me? What is man that you are mindful of? I will bless you at all times. I will bless you a lot. Just begin to speak some psalms to yourself. Don't wait to come to church before your praise and worship leader will have to do some things before you can express 10 minutes joy. You are losing out. You are losing out. Speak to yourself some psalms, some hymns, spiritual songs. The other time pastor taught us how to make some spiritual songs. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Maria, Dada Kondaliaba. Lord, I love you, I love you. Continue in it. You won't know where the joy came from. All of a sudden, you've lifted yourself out of sadness. You've lifted yourself out of mourning. And you are just in a celebratory mood because you spoke to yourself some psalms, some hymns. You've been doing, you've been engaging some spiritual songs. Sing some good praise and worship songs. You might not feel it to start off, but you will know when you start kicking it. You start dancing, making some moves, just being happy with yourself. Just saying, God, ah, God, do I love you. Yeah. Oh, smiles will begin. Some of us, we won't do it. That's the problem. It's not because it won't happen. Just engage it and see. Try it. All of a sudden, you see smile. The attitude is more important than the features. Make melody in your heart to the Lord. Make some sweet songs to the Lord. Make melody in your heart. Oh. Make melody. Let your heart sweeten you. Look, you can engage it. It will happen so quickly. It will surprise you. It's not just for some kind of people. Anybody can engage this and you see joy being generated in your heart. You can go your day and you'll be like you are deluded. I better be deluded in God than face the harsh realities of life. I prefer being deluded in God. I'm not saying I don't see the issues, but oh, I see the issues and I dance at it. At all times, I will bless the Lord. 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 Hallelujah. That is how you generate joy. You do it. You make it a point. You commit to it. I will. I will is a a will. And examine your focus. In keeping your joy, guarding your joy, examine your focus. Most of us, because of wrong focus, we can't keep our joy, either generate it or keep it when we have generated it because we have wrong focus, because we are looking at the wrong thing. Instead of God being my exceeding joy, you are looking at other things, the things that has not been done, the things that's taking your attention, the things that's taking priority over God. Recently, about two months ago, just before we, before we started the fast, I was just praying one day and I just heard the spirit that, I just heard in my spirit that, make, make, make me your constant priority. And I just started praying about through the fast. I was praying, God, you will be my grace for you to be my constant priority. Grace that you will be my constant priority. So in spite of all things, in spite of everything that's happening, it, it doesn't matter what. God is still my constant priority. So there are shiftings, there are movements going on, but still my focus is on God. They're, all the storms are raging on the side everywhere, but my focus is on God. He's my constant priority. And I bet you he's taking me through things. He's taking me through issues and I've come out because he's my constant priority. He's my focus. 
Examine your focus. Sometimes we are looking at the storms. Sometimes we are looking at issues. Sometimes even the good things, the blessing that we are enjoying, we are looking at the blessing. Focus on the blesser. Focus on the blesser. Let him be your constant priority. At any given time, he is your priority. Make God your priority. That way you can guard your joy. Doesn't matter what's going on, you guard your joy. The other thing that we do to ensure that we have continuous praises, you encourage yourself. You encourage yourself. Encourage yourself. In First Samuel chapter 30, verse 3 to 6, it says we've read the scripture many times in church that David and his men went to battle. When they came back, their enemies had come to pick their wives and their kids. And it is shock. It is, you know, women are always with their kids most of the time. But the kids give the men stability. Keep them going. I find it strange. But I realize that that's, the men don't express all the time. But if you take a man's kids away, you've really messed him up. Really, really, really. The, the kids keep the men going. In the scripture, first Samuel chapter 30, verse 3 to 6, it talks about great men had gone to war. They've done valiantly. They'd come back. Their enemies had taken their wife and their children. And they said, men of war, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Imagine Arnold and then Van Damme. <laughs> uh-huh. And which other one? But Jackie Chan doesn't have the stature though, isn't it? So we want the whole, the whole shebang. So the stature and everything. Rumble, rumble. How could I? How could I forget? You have all of them. In these modern days, they are not even, they say, whoever oh, is going to be. Uh, or commando. No, no, the old ones, these ones, they had everything. Such and all. Slim, slim guys say they are commandos. They are not. But imagine all these. <laughs> imagine. <laughs> so imagine all these people come from war with victory, excited. They come home, their wife and kids are taken away. And they are just distraught. They are beside themselves. They said, You, David, we're going to stone you. David would begin to think, Did I not hear from God? What did I do wrong? Look, we've won the victory. Yeah, we've come back to issues. But it doesn't mean all of a sudden you held me, that you've led us to a great battle, and you've led us into victory. All of a sudden, all that is gone. That's the, the difficulty of leadership. But when, you, when you've been given it, you've given the grace to go with it. So, David said, look, you are being blamed for somebody's weapon kids being taken away. And these are strong men crying with arms on, sitting down. They are distraught beside themselves. And David goes back and thinks, what am I going to do? Some of us will be thinking, having sleepless nights, wondering, what is God? Why did you do this? Why didn't you just keep them? Why didn't you bring us slightly early so that we'll meet these men and conquer them as well and take our wife and kids? Why didn't you make sure that these men, as they were approaching, something happened to them? Like... Like you've done in other times. In other times, we didn't even have to fight. You threw hailstones on the, on the ground. And you killed more people than we could ever do in the battle. So God, why did you allow? We were you not even there. Could you not just protect what we are fighting for your cause? Lifting your name up. Saying the God of Israel is Jehovah indeed. Why could you not just take care of our wives and kids? Because you knew we couldn't help it. Somebody could have reverted to that. But David encouraged himself. Not in any other thing. Not in the fact that he has a strategy. He, he didn't encourage himself like, okay, I know. This is what I'm going to do. Let me call my key guys. We'll do A, we'll do B, we'll do C. He didn't do any of that. He didn't go online to check what other people have said in different forums. He didn't. He didn't call a friend, phone a friend, 50-50. He didn't do that. But the Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. Let God be your constant priority. Let him be your exceeding joy. Revert to God at any given time. He is sure. He is faithful. 
He encouraged himself in the Lord. Speak to yourself. There are many times that no other person can speak to you. You must speak to yourself. If you choose not to speak, you'll be going down and down and down, waiting for somebody else to speak to you. But the word is in your mouth. The word is in your mouth. Speak to yourself. Speak to your situation. Speak to your condition. But more importantly, speak to yourself. Pick yourself up with the word of God. Speak to yourself. Sit down and analyze and say, God's word says this. Why can't I believe it? Believe it. Call your name out. Believe that God said this. Believe that God said this. Take this word and make it your firm foundation. Speak to yourself. A lot of times you're waiting for somebody to speak to you. But many times God has put the word in your mouth. Speak to yourself. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Encourage yourself. Most of us are down for months on end because you're waiting for somebody to tell you you are okay. You're waiting for somebody to tell you that it will be well. It has its place, but those are trickles. If you can wake up every day and speak to yourself, as you're going, you speak the word to yourself. As you're coming back in, you're speaking the word to yourself. As you're going to bed, lay your head down, you're speaking to yourself. You wake up as you're praising, you're speaking to yourself. You will see the change in your life. You don't have to be down. It's a choice. And most of us are choosing to be down. Most of us are busily doing that. You virtually have to work yourself. At that point where you have to work yourself to be sad, God has already given you the victory. He has relieved you of that burden. He has relieved you of that burden already. But you choose to be sad one more time. Some of us is kind of a justification for us that we are in this state and we have to be sad. It is your right to be sad because things have not gone well. You think it's your right. You have to show God that you are very upset. And the thing that he's doing, because you don't want to say that God, I'm upset. Now you are sad. You've chosen to be very sad. You can't even open your mouth to sing praises. God, I'm sad. Every day, the whole world must know. Are you okay? Hmm. Are you okay? Hmm. Your hmm is more than enough. You don't have to say anything. The hmm, the sigh, it speaks it all. But no. This was a lesson I learned. The second time, I said, what am I doing? I heard in my spirit, you can choose not to be sad anymore. You can choose not to mourn anymore. I realized I was actually making a conscious choice to mourn. And after days of meditation, wandering, going on, trying to explore that, I realized that God will give you. He will relieve you of it. But you can choose to go back and take it on. After that, not much grace is available. Because it's your choice now. It's your choice now. He's giving it to you. But you can choose whether to use it or not, you know. And the battle becomes more and more difficult. As you push into it, as you push into sorrow, push into sadness, it becomes more and more difficult to pick yourself up from it. So some of us must make a decision that we, we no more choose to be sad. News may come and all of a sudden you are broken down. But God has a way of bringing relief. When the relief comes, take it. Take it. Take it. There's no justification for you to be sad. There's no justification. Deal with your sin. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation. Deal with sin. Deal with it quickly. Deal with sin because it will take your joy. It will steal your joy. So if you you want to guard your joy, stay away from sin. If it so happens, deal with it quickly. So that you can move on. Or the devil will hold you down because of unconfessing. So deal with it. And one thing I've realized over years is 
Sin, the root of sin is your thought life. Deal with your thought life. If you don't deal with your thought life, you may be thinking in secret, thinking in secret, thinking in secret. One day it will pop out. And you won't like it. <laughs> Once it pops out, you won't like it. So in the thought life, even though ask for God, by the time it's in the thought life, it's already happened. Men, okay, they can't see. You continue. Continue, 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 continue in your thought life. Don't deal with it. By the time you realize, you wouldn't know when it will sneak out. It's out. Big trouble. <laughs> Big trouble. Unpleasant trouble. Just because you don't deal with it in your thought life. So cut at it, cut it at the root. When it becomes a thought, yeah, passing thoughts will pass. Passing thoughts will pass, you know. Passing thoughts, but don't, don't dwell on it. As soon as it passes through, I bind, I refuse. Out, 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 out. I don't want you in my life. Out. Deal with it. Deal with it. Rather than think, okay, I'm in secret. So mm, nobody knows. God knows. He'll give you a rope. If you don't deal with it, he'll find you out. Amen. So deal with it. That will guide your joy. It will make sure that you are working in continuous praise. Because when you have sin, when you can't, you, can, you can't live in dedication to the things of God, dedication to God, it will take away your praise. And develop a heart after God's heart. What matters to God is what matters to you. What matters to God is what matters to you. And the things that cause, jo- cause joy for the Lord is what causes joy for you. Once you have your heart set, set like that, it's impossible for you to be out of joy. Walking closely with God, developing a heart. I can just imagine David when he was brothers were at home, some, sometimes going to battle, do all kinds of things. He was in the backside, just tending the sheep. And from there, he learned how to play. And there, he worshipped God. Most of us are in that state in life at the moment. Take it as an opportunity to develop your praise and worship attitude towards God. Because it was, it, the praise that he exhibited outside was stemming from his continuous worship he had in the back desert. It wasn't just all of a sudden he's seen the ark and he's going mad. Others saw the ark. The ark had been there since Moses. We haven't heard anybody dancing and throwing their clothing off themselves because of the ark. Some would have walked reverently. Thinking, okay, the ark is coming, the ark is coming, the ark is coming, so we have to be very holy in a very particular way. No, it was because of who he was back then. When he saw, oh, this is the presence I've always known. This is the presence that anytime I play the harp and sing, sing with the sheep, this is the presence I know. He couldn't help himself. He couldn't be kingly. He couldn't be all majestic. He just recognized the presence. Because he knew that presence. In the times when not, if your life feels like not much is happening, develop your praise life. Develop your worship life. Develop it. Develop it. Develop it. Without that, when you haven't learned that, when it comes to the point of when you can express it, that the eye of God will fall upon you. You won't have it. You won't have it. You will fall in the category of you are supposed to be ceremonial rather than at a time where you're supposed to be expressing praise, which is going to take your name into the times to come, into the, into the line of destiny. You missed it. So develop it, develop it, develop it. By God's grace, none of us has made it yet. None of us, by God's grace. We are on our way to our wealthy place. 
So this is the time to develop it. Develop your, your heart. Have a heart towards the things of God. Develop your, your warm relationship with God. Develop it. Learn it. Learn it. Learn it. When you are too busy in the future that God is preparing you, you will not be void of praise. You will not be void of worship. Because praise pulls down his presence. Many go to the very top and realize that the presence is no more with them. Because they don't know how to generate it in him. So we are striving, striving, striving. And forgetting the key things we need to take along. You can't forget your praise. You can't forget your praise. You can't let anything hinder you from developing it. So tonight, not in a somber mood, but in a most exciting mood. <laughs> oh, if you are doing that to God, then do it better. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in our mouths. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It'll be okay if you can do it. Upstanding, give God some praise. We bless him. We bless him. We glorify him. We honor you, Lord. We adore you. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at carries.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.